You're listening to episode 32 of the Madam Web podcast. Wait. No. Oh, oh I'm right. sorry. Flight fresh floppies. Let's go. What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the mother loving geek nation? Happy November! It's Thanksgiving time. We haven't seen you for a little while. Oh, jeez. What are you drinking? That's coffee. Oh, I got coffee. Mine's mine's lukewarm, but mo- half it's it's like a half eggnog. So you got you got to get one of these thermal mugs. Yeah. Because it keeps it th- thermated. <laughs> thermated all yeah, the hell. It's thermated. What uh, are we doing here? Well, we're here to talk about the freshest of the floppies. A floppies being a single issue of a comic book series that comes out monthly. Uh, today is Wednesday, and uh, we just want you to be a little prepared, but without spoilers, for when you walk into your local comic shop today and pick up your comic books. We're going to start off with... Um, you know what? Let's let's jump right out of the gate with the a, a big book. Mm-hmm. A big book that came out today. I mean, I, are you game for I'm this game big for book? This big this book? Big book? <laughs> <clears throat> and I, I mean that in, 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 a, in storytelling style, personality, and um, thickness. Oh. We're going to talk about big game... Number five, the finale of a big game written by Mark Miller with art by Pepe Larraz. Larraz. That's so um, good. The great Pepe Larraz. So I have started Pepe. Big Game. Yeah. And I have not finished it. I got distracted because that's what I do. Mm. Uh, just don't spoil it, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. But give me, give me them thoughts, bro. Um, well, uh, for those of you that don't know, um, uh, Mark Miller, uh, the uh, uh, writer. writer. Well, no, um, I was gonna, I was gonna put another adjective on it. The um, uh, uh, he's got a lot of work. Prolific. Thank you. Prolific. Prolific writer, writer mm. uh, Mark Miller. Uh, like thirty years now, right? Yeah, tons and tons of his own um, owned IP. Yeah. Um, he's been doing it for a while. Um, so he had the idea, and he calls it Miller World, which yeah. is not Original neurotic or, at all. Yeah. Or not neurotic, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, narcissistic? Yeah. Yeah. Miller World. Yeah. <laughs> um, Marktown. Marktown. <laughs> Marktown Mark in Berg. Willer World. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Berg is the capital <laughs> yeah. of Miller, <laughs> Miller World. World. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who governs Miller World? Is it a hierarchy? Is it just a monarchy? Which is like a... Yeah, just him at the top. Yeah. Yeah. He's a king. And then all of, all of the artists that he deems to let share his riches. Yeah. Well, he. you know what, though? I will give him that much. He actually does... Picks good ones. He he picks great artists yeah. and he shares co-creating mm-hmm. credit with it. all of I them. Love that. So like he's got that down. But um, he has created so many uh, IP. Yeah. Um, the uh, Kickass, uh, Magic Order, Empress, Huck, Wanted, Wanted, um, Nemesis, Nightclub, Secret Service, Ambassadors, oh, like uh, Space Bandits, MPH, Sharky, MPH. Like it just keeps yeah. going. Yeah. Um, and the goal now was to, I'm going to do a big old comic book event with all of these disparate stories. Yeah. So he did. Oh, Chrononauts. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the final issue. Um, all kinds of surprises and deaths and craziness and weirdness. And um, there's lots of time travel throughout the whole series. I do like to make some time travel. There's, this is, how can you be the best and the worst at the same time. Oh. Yeah, you know he's been writing that line for decades. Yeah, it's like sometimes it's like edgelord BS and other times I'm like, "Oh, this is quite thoughtful and good." This I wouldn't I wouldn't call this thoughtful. Oh, no. Yeah, well, this I mean is, this this series. This series. Yeah. This is more this is more bombast and mm-hmm. I'm going to be crazy and do 
crazy things and look at me, I'm crazy, yeah. right? Um, and some of it really, really works. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, that's a good idea. And some of it is just so hackneyed. Oof. And it's all mixed together with the same equal weight. So you can't really forgive one or the other. You just got to go with it. Yeah. And it doesn't help or, or I mean, it hurts and doesn't help that Pepe Larraz is like one of the best artists currently working. Yeah. So it's gorgeous, but you're also like, this is stupid. Yeah. And okay. not in a fun, stupid way. Okay. Yeah. That was my question. Um, You've got your garbage versus trash. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple analogy. of ways in which they bring so they they establish these rules oh and jupiter's legacy is one of them too mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but in this universe jupiter's legacy is actually a netflix show and a comic book Cute. so they establish a bunch of different like ways to bring in things um and then towards the end of the book i was like oh well, i guess he didn't include this book in this book they were just like tacked on at the end of like oh hi hi there and yeah. then walked out of the screen uh, like it yeah. it was just like really just Plopping them in, right. I guess, to yeah. prove a point. I don't know. It yeah, was, know. it was, it was impressive and lazy at the same time, which is so weird. Kind of, it makes me want to read it. It is. I'm gonna finish it. It's fascinating. Like it's um, I don't think he's. I'm trying to think of what I have not liked of Mark Miller. I'm not talking about the person. The person is a a whole different thing. a whole different thing that I actually don't enjoy. Um. And I haven't for a long time. He's been losing me over the years, yeah. You know, but I, I love his online. Stuff. I love what is it? Um, Grant Morrison has a bunch of really great quotes about him. Mm -hmm. When a co when a coworker of yours, yeah. uh, a a strong coworker of yours that you did a lot of things with, now has a negative opinion of you yeah. for very good reasons, is yeah. Was it like a? So he said something about running. What would you say? What would you say to Mark Milley if you ran into him? He was just like, "I just hope I'd be going Mach 5. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. yeah. I love Grant Morrison. Uh, but anyway, it's yeah. it's it's worth reading. It's very interesting. Uh -huh. But it's also trash. Yeah, it's very trashy. Yeah, um, and kind of what I expected. And not very original though. Yeah. So like, um, there's there's some books of his like Magic Order. There's yeah. a, some elements of like edgy trashiness in there, mm -hmm. but it's genuinely original at the same time yeah this is just kind of like trope after trope after trope yeah. just big action See, with that, no meat my feeling of mark miller over the years has been trope after trope after trope t turned slightly on its head hey batman what if he was bad hey uh big mm. the movie but what if he was shazam yeah you know it's just it's 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 this thing we know plus this other thing which is a great formula yeah um, here, it doesn't feel like it has that twist. It's just, I think the goal was, I'm going to build a puzzle out of these disparate pieces, yeah. and that worked. But I don't know if it's impressive beyond that. Sure. You know? Gotcha, yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's it's like impressively squeezed it in, but it's not, it, I didn't have as much fun reading it like I did some of his single series. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So it's like, and also too, I think it's a good off-ramp. Yeah, you're tired you're of Miller. I think that, of, you've done it. I think it's yeah. a good off ramp. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to Superior Spider Man number one. Formerly adjectiveless Spider Man. Right. <laughs> number 15. So, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. Yeah. Is, is, this, is that what happened? <laughs> yes. Is that literally? Because I said to you yesterday yes. after reading it, I was like, why is it called Superior Spider Man? It just feels like another issue of Spider Man. It is. Uh, which was the book he was writing up until this point. Yeah. So, they've, they, that's what they've done? Basically, like it's which, the same like creative with team. Like She-Hulk ending and becoming sensational She-Hulk with the next issue, basically. It seems like that, yeah. So, oh, so the Spider Boy, the Spider Boy of it all, kind of offshoot, 
into a Spider-Boy book. Yeah. And then the Spider-Man book became Superior Spider-Man. No kidding. Yeah, you know what? It feels like this was just like the next arc of that, and they just changed the title altogether with a new number one. I don't know how I feel about that. I think it sucks. I I was (laughs) looking forward to more... I like the book. I no, think, yeah. I think the marketing. I think it sucks. Yeah, because you, yeah. you you expect to get superior, superior Spider Man. Like the whole question of this for me to be excited was like, all right, well, we have the Superior Spider Man, which has gone down as one of my all time favorite Spider Man mm-hmm. series. It's gone down. It's been noted. And then, um, and then they brought back Superior Spider Man again, and I was super excited for it, and it was not interesting to me. It was a it was a one was a sh- wait. Oh, you're talking about the older series, the Doc Ock uh, yes. trying to be a Yeah, Doc Ock in Peter's body, happy boy. clone body. Uh, and I read one issue and dropped off. And then they were doing it again and I went, "Oh, all right, maybe this will be the time. Who's going to like maybe they'll put someone else in Spider-Man's body instead of Doc Ock, maybe." And then none of that happened and it was just the next issue of Spider-Man. So, um yeah. I enjoyed the book. It was not what I was expecting. Yeah, I um same uh, if this is a, if this was meant to be a superior Spider-Man arc of the Spider-Man book, it would make more sense and it would feel more organic. This just I I don't get it because it, in in the story, uh, first of all, no spoilers. Yeah. There is no superior Spider-Man in right. the story. Yeah, it's everything is predicated in this plot. Everything is predicated off of something that, um, Ock, uh, Otto did as superior Spider-Man that both he and Parker have forgotten. Yep. So it's just the consequences of both something that both of them don't know. And it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Oh, uh, yeah. But there's yeah. no superior Spider-Man in this. And on top of that, we went through the Spider-Man arc of mm-hmm. Adjective of Spider-Man, and then there was a one-shot called Superior Spider-Man Returns mm-hmm. where he didn't return. No, it was just a recap of like then, most of the... yeah. Uh, superior so, like, even if you're just picking up Superior Spider-Man number one here, mm-hmm. and you did not pick up the one shot last month, you may be like, "Wait, what?" Like did, that that return a, should have been the first. As issue a retailer, of this did you order this for all the people that were pulling Dan Slott Spider-Man? Because no. this is the rest of that series. Yeah, I need to do that because I did not know that. I was looking for people who wanted Superior Spider-Man. I would ask people. Mm. So yeah, because yeah, it literally picks up right after like he's training Bailey. Yeah. Like this is yep. basically the next day. Yep. Yeah. So as a as a uh, retailer, a little frustrating. Yeah. And also, you you have to read a one shot before you read this first issue, which sucks. This you know is what? issue number two, not number one. Oh yeah, you're right. I was gonna say like, hey, maybe you could just read this, but no, all of the explanation of this woman, this woman, and where she came from, and what Ak is missing. Was, yeah. 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 All revealed in the one shot. Well, um, it'll help the trade i imagine it'll be in the trade it'll be like the one shot yeah but that defeats the purpose of course yeah (laughs) uh but that being said this was fun oh yeah no the the book itself was fun it's um delightful um how did you feel we weren't we weren't on the air for spider boy number one how did you feel about that book it was fine Mm -hmm. uh i thought it was cute and it it is very it feels to me like very reminiscent of the early Stan Lee, Steve Ditko era of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it feels a little way more family friendly and way more kid friendly uh, as it should be. Oh yeah. It's, having it, the name Spider-Boy. It's like bubblegum Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. And all of, all of the, the names of the villains are very punny. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the one? It was an elephant plus a rhino and his name is Hella Fino. Which I love. It's so and, dumb. And Tenpin. Cause yeah. Cause the he bowling bubbles. ball head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's very, it feels low stakesy mm-hmm. and very silly, but great that if you want 
kids to read comic books, this may be the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, this was, this was cute. This was fine. Mm-hmm. I, um, <sighs> I can't get over the title. <laughs> you just can't. I just can't. Can't let it go. Yeah, because I don't know, like, I, no, I love, it, I love, it, I love me some Spider-Man. It does feature Superior Spider-Man because it's got. In a backup. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, flashbacks. Yeah. Flashbacks of the alternate timeline that Bailey was not erased from. Yeah. Which actually I quite, I quite like That's that. kind of cool. Yeah. Show me that. Like, yeah. give me that like as that a, a book. Um, I want more of that. Like, where honestly, was Spider-Boy during this thing? That yeah. should be 90% of this book. Like. Yeah. Or Spider-Boy. Do Spider-Boy. Mm. But. During the Superior Spider-Man era, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's all consequences that have been erased, other than for him. I miss the Superior Spider-Man costume. There's the something goggles. About, something about the goggles. The man. goggles are so dope. Like Very I, cool. I get uh, people will complain about like you can't see the, the emoting eyes. So like the classic oh, kind yeah. of ways depicted where his his eyes squint or mm-hmm. get wider or whatnot. When they're goggles, you explicitly can't do that. Oh. However, they're so cool looking. Like yeah. I love the way the light kind of is refracted off of uh-huh. the. The, cool. the goggle lens. I think they're great. Plus, they do add, a, even though he doesn't emote, they do add a little bit of um, menace mm-hmm. for some reason. Somehow it's a little bit more menacing because you well, know it's Doc Ock in there. Well, I, I, I think I think even if you didn't know it's Doc Ock, it still looks a little bit more menacing. And then yeah. that's Especially kind of the he's point. got the, the fingy pointy. He's got pincers on his fingies. He's got pincers on his fingies. Fingy pincers. So, I mean, I'm going to keep reading this. This was delightful. I might not. Just because of the title? Just out of like... No, I mean, I it's... I've been I've been enjoying the mainline Spider-Man a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And then between this and Spider-Boy and that, I don't want five Spidey books a month. Oh, what about Spectacular Spider-Man, which has just been announced? No. By the guy who did the cartoon. Yeah, no, I never watched it. Oh my god, it's my favorite. I'm never gonna. I'm. I, I've come to the realization that I'm probably never gonna watch cartoons again. Well, you yeah. mean you don't? Yeah. I, yeah, I've never. It's never really been my thing. Yeah. Um, and I, everyone loves them, and that's great. It is, I love. I it love. Is, I love your love. It's. Barely my thing because there's a lot of cartoons that I just fall asleep for. Yeah, um, and that's, anime especially. That's what I used to do. I used to put on like all of the like Avengers, Earth's or... Finest, Same. and Justice Leagues, and go to sleep Same. to them. But see, that was a symptom of a problem with anxiety, and I associate. I don't care anymore. Like yeah. I, 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 I never watched them for the plot. I yeah. read the comics, so I, yeah, yeah, it was never a thing for me. All right, let's move on to a spooky book from Ooh, Image Comics presents a Christmas story by James Tynan the Fourth and Joshua Hickson. It's called The Deviant. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thick boy. It's a thick. It's book. a thick boy. Uh, and I am beautiful I, presentation. I have over the years. I'm a big horror fan, and over the years, I have just decided there's not enough Christmas horror stuff. Um, In anywhere. Like just, you know, there's the there's the. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. Mm-hmm. Four um, of them. Yeah, Krampus. Them. I was delighted by Krampus. I love Gremlins. There's just something about spooky movies or like sort of monster movies during Christmas. The the juxtaposition, the dichotomy of those two emotions uh, of you know the Nightmare Before Christmas being one of my favorite films. So mm-hmm. we have here a spooky story that takes place at Christmas. Well, a couple of Christmases, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we've got a killer who's on the loose back in 1973, uh, a mall Santa, if you will, or like I guess before then they didn't have malls. They had, um, well, what are those places called? Like, uh, department stores. I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna stop you. Okay, stop me. Yeah, because I, I think there's a, the I don't want to accidentally spoil the, the back half reveal. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. 
this book is in two time periods, 1973 and 2023, 50 years apart. In the present is a comic book writer who is doing research on murders that happened in 1973. Yeah. Uh, there is something, there's a very, very, very interesting connection between the killer and the writer uh-huh. um, that is very deep and weird. Mm. Uh, and it's all in the backdrop of this creepy looking Santa killer. Mm-hmm. And that's all I I want to say. The connection I thought was incredibly. Do you even know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the because <laughs> it's subtle but not um, the idea of learning about yourself because of something horrific that happened. Mm-hmm. You're not even connected to. Yep. It's really really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part of the book, the the writer talking to an elderly murderer in prison is like the best part of the book. Oh, yeah. Everything else is just kind of like I'm plot. Stuff. It's plot. It's just yeah. like... Set up. Yeah. Um, this is strong. I like this yeah, a lot. I like this a lot, too. Yeah, this is really Ditto. good. Uh, and such a simple slasher motif that comes across very creepy. Mm-hmm. I just love the way it's just... I, I mean, we could put it on the cover. He's just a guy dressed up. He's a skinny dude mm-hmm. dressed up in an oversized Santa suit covered in blood, but underneath the hat and the fake beard is a mask that you can't see. It almost, almost feels like if you saw... ish almost, yeah. or, yeah. Or, like, like if you're, did you did you see Krampus? Yeah, I saw it a couple times. That mask that he's wearing, but you can see past that mask is something horrible. Yeah, he's I... dressed um, up like Santa. I didn't know it was a mask the first two times I saw it. Yeah. Um, the first time, I was like, oh, that's cool. No, the first time I saw Weird. it, I was like, the animatronics are shit. His oh, mouth funny. doesn't move. You just thought it yeah. was a, a problem of budget. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, because, I like, the mask should not be the same texture as what's behind it. Yeah. So it looked like a realistic-ish mask. Yeah. Like, make it a plastic mask. Make it, like, a a colorful mask mm-hmm. and then just, like, creepiness behind it. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. it, it, very effective. Um, and I have a bit of a, not soft spot, You're a trigger point. Um, with some of the stuff that's going on in this book. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit ickier than I'm used to because I was mm-hmm. like, uh, do I want to keep reading this? This Is is this going to... Mm. Um, but I'm glad I finished it because but the character work is very well That was a little bit of a red herring, though, too. Mm-hmm. The Yeah, I just didn't want to read about no, it. No, I understand that, but it's it seems as though that's not actually uh, right, happened. Right, right, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a red herring. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I I was I do not know who Joshua Hickson is. No, but this art is rad. Um, um, the the color, the the mood, and the scope is rad. Mm-hmm. The actual facial acting, I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. It's it feels it's very, a little very Franco Franca Villa. Thank you. Yeah, which you are not a giant with, fan with, of with with uh, other colors besides <laughs> orange and black. <laughs> That man only draws an orange and black. No, I think the pacing of this book is like 100% uh, the artist. Yeah. There's wide shots with very little in them. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the way, like the, the shots that they're placed in between dense scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's just very, very effective in almost like a smash cut yeah. feeling kind of. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm t- That's what I'm referring to. Yeah, it's great. It's, it is absolutely wonderful. So art. simple, but like, I was just like, oh, that's great. Oh, I love that. Yeah, the night sky is 90% of the page, but it's just the way that it, where it's placed. Yeah. It was very filmic of like being a smash cut between yeah. something horrific and then the next action. Yeah. You can almost it's, hear the sirens. It's, it is a really, really strong book. I highly agree. I was agree. very happy highly with this. Highly agree. Yeah. yeah, I'm very excited for this. Uh, let's move on to G.I. Joe, a real American hero. G.I. Joe. Oh, uh, well, this is a G.I. Joe, a real American hero number one. 
<laughs> Idiot. Uh, oh. Gotcha. It's actually 300 in first issue. What? That's what they see. It's a big first issue, but then real tiny next to it says 300 N. Oh, so uh, this you is, dummy. This is the first. So it's written by uh, Larry Hama with art by Chris Mooneyham. Yeah. I love that name. Mooneyham. Um, so, all right, here's the real quick rundown. Yeah. G.I. Joe by Larry Hama started in the early 80s during the, or maybe mid-80s, and it was one of the first comic books to get me into reading comic books. Uh, it was like Archie before that, maybe a Spider-Man, and then G.I. Joe forever. 1982. Thank you, 82. It was like, it's in yeah. the back. Wonderful. Um, and so all of the character work that you know about G.I. Joe, based on a on a uh, uh, toys, was <laughs> created by Larry Hama. Like mm -hmm. all the detailed um, character work. And I loved it. And so it went on from Marvel Comics for oh, quite a long time. And then that got canceled. And then IDW eventually picked up the rights. And they picked up where Larry Hama... It, 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 Devil's Due is in between it all? Yeah, oh, I forgot Devil's Due. Well, I, yeah. I, 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 not to interrupt. It's no. just that the, the there's a, a little letter in the back from Larry Hama. And I forgot how many fucking publishers yeah. have picked it up and dropped it off. But all Marvel, the same continuity. Devil's Due. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel Devils do IDW and, and now, now Image. Image. Yeah. So Image now has the rights to G.I. Joe, and they're creating their own timeline, their own universe within that and uh, Transformers and Void Rivals. But they are also continuing G.I. Joe, a real American hero, same continuity since 1982. And there's, been never, there's never been any other writer for this. Crazy. That's why. Isn't that nuts? 300 goddamn um, issues. And I stopped around the Marvel years. So and like 150-ish. And then I tried the IDW, didn't grab me. I tried the... Devil's Due didn't grab me. I didn't stick with it. Um, but this first issue, this 301st issue, I was like, oh, man. I don't know if it's just, just nostalgia, but I felt like I was right back in the early days of G.I. Joe. So I have never read the comic. Mm -hmm. I've never read Larry Hama's G.I. Joe. I am very familiar with the shadow that it casts across all comic books. Yeah. Everyone is. Um, I've also never watched the show religiously. Oh. I've seen the movie. So the co the cartoon movie, oh, of yes, course, yeah. yeah. Um, and play with the toys incessantly, mm -hmm. but no, did not watch them. I also have no frame of reference for the goddamn e bombs world uh, videos on the internet. Oh my god, right? Nope, don't like. I love those. my wife quotes them, and I'm like, did are you having a stroke? Who wants a body massage? Yeah, I yeah. like. I what's happening? Give him the stick. Don't give him the stick. Nope, don't yeah. got it. <laughs> so I have absolutely I, yeah, no. It runs through my head, rent free. No, nothing. <laughs> I did read a good chunk of the IDW relaunch. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You did. Yeah, I love that. Right? It was very good. Yeah. The the Christos Gage. Christos Gage was it? I want to say Christos. The Gage. all of the the Chuckles stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, and Chuckles was great. Uh, Chuck Dixon, rest in peace. Uh, did a lot of the. Uh, he's not dead, but he's dead to me. <laughs> I was gonna uh, say. <laughs> uh, he's just comic skate now. So yeah, he did a lot of the. Um, <laughs> he did a lot of the. Uh, a lot of the backstories, which were incredibly strong, yeah. like it was, it was all from Jump, and it, it basically my level set of GI Joe is the relaunch, yeah. and I read, I have all seven hardcovers. I read four of them, and I'm just gonna keep going. Um, but no, I've never read this before, and I had no frame of reference, so I jumped into this cold, and I fucking loved it. <gasps> it is so good. <gasps> This is so stupid good. This yeah. is this is like Oh, I'm excited. Uh, this is like um oh god damn it. Uh I can't believe the first two pages is a speed round of the last three hundred. Yeah. And it's done so efficiently yeah. and so 
beautifully. Two pages. It's I only like, two pages. I am like, oh, and the, well, I, I kind of count the, the first page of the current story because uh. they're in dialogue and with action are kind of also recapping. However, the last issue, ca- like this okay, whole thing so with. I didn't know if this was actually the end of I the think final so. series, the, the series preceding it, because that's a weird place to leave your series it, if you're going to be. Well, I think it. before he left, he knew. Mm-hmm. It's just weird As in, to. Before 300 was put on paper yeah. he knew he was continuing like I remember him oh. saying online like I'm already writing I just can't say what it's for thank you do- yeah. oh, okay so, so he, he knew, knew he would I thought you I thought you meant he knew that it was cancelled no I was like, That's he, like, he knew that it was going to it, like because the Continue. rights were always going to go somewhere else gotcha and whoever was picked up the rights kind of had already told him we'd like you to continue Wonderful. this run oh great so like he knew yeah so like that was all of this stuff with the fucking zombie bomb and mm-hmm. blah 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 and they're all on a plane I don't know who half the characters are yeah. it did not matter because this was so breakneck fun yeah. yeah and I concur there is so much there's also an aspect of this and it was in the IDW run of competence porn oh yeah they are throwing around a lot of slang and a lot of lingo regarding the machines they're using, the, 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 the you know, how um, people in the services talk to each other in regards to measures of distance uh-huh. types. Like it is a very, in, in a weird way, dialogue, at least dialogue wise, it's an impenetrable or inaccessible book, but because it's married in such a fun way with the art and the way that he sparingly throws it out, you understand what's happening, and it's not a big deal. These people are yelling each other the entire time. So here's a, just a, a, a taste of dialogue. Yeah. The lowered ramp cut our headway considerably, Cutter. As soon as the ramp is back in, we go to redline again. We're having trouble keeping a steady trim. Not enough lift with an engine out, and the structural damage necessitating throttling down. We need to lose some weight. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not a structural. I, I'm not an aviation engineer or a structural yeah. engineer to understand that they just need to drop weight to yeah. get level. But but it's just all contextually there, and it's so fun. There, okay. I, there's an uh, an Avengers series that came out last year or this earlier this year that you did not read because you hate Greg Land and I get it. Yeah. Called All Out Avengers. Forgot about it. It was really fun to read yeah. because each issue was a standalone story of the third act of some other story. So like they would start each issue of in action like you jumped in mid scene and the whole issue was basically just the climax of how they beat whatever. Yeah. Every single issue was like a new thing. And then at the very end, they kind of tied it all together. Who wrote that? That was, um, Landry, Greg, something Landry and not Lansing, not Lansing and Kelly, the other two guys, Landry and something else, but it was, it was a solid. Sounds neat. And then, you know, spoilers, you find out at the end that it's actually, there's after every issue, there's like a little like behind the stinger. Someone's, someone's watching them. Yeah. And then at the very end, you find out it's actually the Beyonder who's fucking with them and, like, you know, fucking with their memories and they don't remember stuff and you can only get a piece of it. But this totally reminded me of that where it's just like, no, 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 we don't care. We're just going to drop you in the middle of the third act Mm -hmm. and then we're just going to roll with it and you're just going to – it was so fun. That was the fun for me is they did that and I went, well, I don't know if this was the actual – cliffhanger from the last issue or if he's just throwing us in doesn't but matter. it works so well i don't care <laughs> yeah it doesn't um, matter and then for anybody else who's curious about gi joe this original larry hama series the other thing that they dropped this week is gi joe actually number one which is a reprint of what came out in 1982 mm-hmm. but from my understanding marvel had trimmed or censored some of larry hama's issue and 
this is a reprinting of it as if uh, the way it was originally intended. So it's basically G.I. Joe number one, the director's cut. So I'm looking forward yeah, to that as well. I honestly, I don't think, uh, I don't have the desire to go back and start reading it. Mm. But I think I would totally read a collection of this new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm back on board at G.I. Yeah. Train. Um, Outsiders, number one from DC Comics, the dawn of DC, by, speaking of which, Lansing and Kelly, mm-hmm. and then arted by Carrie. Somebody Carrie. Uh, oh, Robert. Oh, Robert. Robert Carrie. So. Oh, Robert. Hey, hey, Noel. Yeah, did bud. Did you ever read the, did you ever read Planetary? Oh, that book by Warren Ellis with art by John Cassidy that took about 17 years to come out. Uh-huh. Most. And it was amazing. Uh, I we talked about this the other day. Yeah. I have never finished Planetary. Well, that's understandable. I read because there was such a there was a six lag. or seven year gap between like the the penultimate f- issue and the ultimate issue. Well, more than that, <laughs> just like the arcs. Yeah. So like I read I read it in trade. I read the because I you know that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first three trades and then also the the crossover stuff. Yeah, I read all that in like a hummingbird heartbeat and loved it. Uh, and then I went to find out that the story's not finished yet. And Oh, this was all the way back then. All the way back then. Oh, I see. Um, and then I started getting it in issues when it finally did start coming back out with like a good six to 12 months between each last of the f- five issues and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I couldn't remember a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. And I it's on, it's been on my list to kind of go back and finish. Mm-hmm. But I have to restart it because I, yeah. it's a very complex book. So, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, so yes so and for no. For me, it was wonderful. Yes and no. Um, yes, I. Uh, I loved everything that I read. happened. I just don't remember any of it. And then there was such a long period between the last, second to last, and then the last issue that I had to go. I don't remember what's going on. Um, but I think I have the uh, the omnibus. Did you go back and read it? Uh, I started it again, and then because someone dangled keys, I got distracted. Mm. Uh, but it still has remained one of like a really bright spot in my reading oeuvre. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. That's all to say that Outsiders number one, unearthing the secrets of the DC universe, is just a multiversal ver- or a continuation, I would say, of Planetary from t- twenty years ago, however yeah. long. Except this has Luke Fox, who's Lucian Fox, Luke, Luke, Lucius, Lucius Fox's son, mm. uh, and Jace Fox's brother, uh, Batwoman, Kate, Kate Kane, and then a drummer. Um, so when I saw when I was ordering this, I was like, that looks real familiar. And then I read about it, and I was like, yeah, okay, that's just another planetary. Yeah. What did you think of this Outsiders? Uh, I think it was slick. Uh, I liked I, I liked the art a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got uh, a lot of the facial acting has a little bit of Patrick Gleason, which I really digged. I can see it, yeah. Yeah, especially um, when you meet the drummer. Like, this whole this whole one-page splash, yeah. that's Patrick Gleason. That's, it is, isn't that's it? Just, that's just yeah. full Gleason. He went full, uh, this Carrie guy went, went full he Gleason. He went full Gleason. Took, um, and uh, I liked the scope of it. Um, some of the some of the some of the plot dynamics to get the characters together was a little rough. Like Luke Fox getting Kate Kane, I didn't really get. So like he's like, ah, oh, you don't have to wear the wig, and ah, the the. But then the bad guys refer to her as Kate Kane, or as as Kane, and I'm like, does she have a secret identity? Like it was just a little bit of weirdness and and yada yada. What bad guys call her Kane? There's a bunch of like in the in the beginning when they meet up. Oh, go on. And all of the whoever's in this, whoever ends up attacking her at the end of this, I actually that was very unclear. Uh-huh. Yell out this here. Either way, it's just it, I don't even know who the fuck these people are. No, I don't know either. They never call her Kane. It's just him calling her Kane or Kate. 
Somebody yells her name. Mm-mm. Anyway, go on. So, right there. Oh, Kane! Yeah. You're right. Come on. I, yeah, you're right. Sorry. It's, it's, um, I was just like, okay, whatever. Why are you wearing a mask if whoever you're fighting knows you? Yeah. Uh, either way. Yeah. Um, and then I really, really liked the, please promise me this isn't some goddamn Batman thing. Yeah. And they're like, not, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, when it finally, it was, it was, it was a lot of table setting in a very fast, but when it finally got to, we are only here to learn and manage consequences. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, oh, you mean archaeologists of history?" Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, it just really started to click, and I really like the drummer. I like that she's old. Yeah. 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 Oh, like uh, her her entrance is fantastic. She's like, "This is the drummer," and she's like, "Definitive articles are for superheroes and assholes." Yeah. Drummer. Just the drummer. Yeah. Just yeah. drummer. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Um, and then they don't redo anything. You already alluded to it. It's a sequel. Yeah. This is pre-existing stuff mm-hmm. in the multiverse of stories and they just happen to come across an element from planetary that is now wound up in the dc universe yes an element that was able to that that existed outside of the multiverse in, yeah, in that's, itself that's yeah. true that's true yeah so yeah. like so it could be anywhere in anything so mm-hmm. i was just like yeah that's pretty slick yeah but then they give you a couple little reveals at the end where it's just like oh is there more to this mm. um you know what i'm glad didn't happen uh amanda waller I mean that might still happen. I hope it does. I'm just she she pops up everywhere these days. She's the big bad of the DCU now. I just uh, yeah. I'm tired of her. Um, but I did like I also like that immediately they kind of pretty much tell you that the fourth man is Lucius Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, he's the yes. You're right. Yeah, because yeah. that was a big mystery of who mm. is the fourth man in Planetary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right off the bat, the fourth man, the benefactor is Lucius Fox. That's yeah. that. Uh, I, I I enjoy this a lot. This is really I'm, strong. Yeah. I am a very big fan of Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. They Remind are, me. Um, they they just did the Captain America run with the the. You did like that. Yeah. It was really good, but they've done a bunch of other stuff too. I dropped it, but yeah, I've been seeing those names a lot. And I always confuse them with Guardians of the Galaxy. Abnett and Lanning. Abnett and Lanning. Yeah, they're 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 wonderful writers. They, oh, they also did the IDW, which you didn't stick around with. The IDW, no. no, the IDW um, Star Trek stuff, the oh, five, yeah. year year yeah. five stuff. Yeah. Not even a giant Star Trek fan, and that was really fun. Yeah. But yeah, they, they're they're very good in and out kind of writers. They work for all publishers, and it's pretty cool. Do you know if this is a mini? Twelve issues. Great, perfect. It, well, I mean, I'm sure it can go longer, but mm-hmm. it's been solicited. Like in the solicitations, it's one of twelve. Fantastic. Yeah, I want I'm in. this. I'll yeah. read twelve issues. Of yeah, this, for absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's also why. Like I've, uh, b- behind the sausage curtain, mm-hmm. I want less monthlies. But when it's a mini, I'm like, yeah, okay. All right, I'm. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, that's it. Is there anything you're looking forward to that you haven't gotten to? <sighs> Danger Street. Oh yeah, uh, is yeah. that the wrap up? No, it's penultimate issue. Gotcha. Danger Street just looks fantastic. I'm I'm very oh the, oh I read the I did already read the Geiger um, one shot one shot. Mm. Oh, it's it's one of two. It's a okay. two parter, but it's the inaugural issue of Ghost Machine. Right. The new creator owned sub. There it's, it, it's imprint. A, no, it's more than that. It's um it's like a it's like a collective a studio collective. They yeah. all share all creator credit for yeah. all the books and it's a shared universe so it's almost like um yeah like a like a collective like, it's not just like an distillery imp- i guess so yeah, yeah a little bit new, yeah another distillery yeah. which is another but those aren't shared universes this is they're all working in That's the true. same kind of yeah. 
It's it. Uh, they all decided to start a uh, thing together. That's fun. And mine's going to be The Coal, number four, by Kelly Thompson and Matteo D. Oelis. Oelis? And um, it's a really great sci-fi, kind of spooky portal book. Highly recommend if you're not reading The Coal. And uh, that's it. We did it. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We will see you tonight for the Cult Pop live stream on YouTube where we're going to be discussing the Marvels as well as the season finale or the whole series of Loki season two. Mm -hmm. And then also maybe the Madam Web trailer. We look forward to seeing you there. We yeah. love you. Adios. Adios. Muchacho. Do do do. Do do do. Thank you for listening to the Cult Pop Network. Home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.